his attitude was starting to get the best of him towards the end of it. Gotta stay level-headed. It always seems like he's come out in the second half, and um, uh, no matter how many goals we're up, with us, we score the lead. You know that they're a counter-attacking team, but you're putting all of that space in the back on a silver platter. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to another edition of the Peel, guys. Thank you. Thank you for turning, tuning in to this week's episode on the Beautiful Game Network, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button below to get notified whenever we post content on our channel. Uh, also, go ahead and hit that like and share button. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to like and follow us on all our podcast sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, down in the description below on our YouTube show and as well on the podcast, uh, we also have tips available. Uh, see the link to contribute to our show. Finally, be sure to give us a like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Peel 5 um, I just thought that clip was hilarious to play because guess what, guys? Dynamo are winless on the season. Um, kind of not the news that we want to tell everybody, but I, what do, what do you even make of this season right now, Edson? I mean, what else can I say that I have not said before? I mean, I mean it's like we can't pull the, we can't pin this all on, on tap cause he just came here. But at the same time, you know, he's had enough time to kind of instill the system on there. We've, we saw it against Dallas. They're able to control. But the fact that they can't put in, you know, goals in, uh, in the net right now, you can attribute it at this point to the fact that they don't have any match fitness since uh, MLS is back. You know, but at the same time, it also goes to show, you know, the kind of uh, slump we're at right now with Christian Urbinius not having played for, what, 10 months? Uh, mm -hmm. An official match. Mara Manotas out with injury. Michael Salazar out with an injury. So I think at this point, overall, the team isn't playing that bad. But the window of opportunity is closing really, really fast. And yeah. all of these games that they screwed up at MLS is back. And the first couple of games when the MLS 25 originally started, you know... I said it was going to be coming back, coming back and bite them. And I think you told me right now, uh, before we went live, we're what five games left around there? Because uh, uh, roughly, because um, we've got phase one, right? We've got phase one, yeah. And then we're probably going to have phase two. So that's, I said, believe that's another five games. Mm -hmm. And I think they wanted phase three. So there's two more phases too. So scratch that. There's, I mean, there's still some opportunity, but at this, but at this point, you know, you've got a lot of uh, points to catch up with the with the top members uh, mm -hmm. of the conference. So we, there's no a, sense as of right now, you have five games left on the schedule. Granted, um, within the next couple weeks, MLS is supposed to announce, I guess, phase two. Um, using quotes a lot today. Um, phase two, you know, to see who we're playing next. But right now, 
you have matches against some tough opponents. I mean, we were talking before we went live. After the SKC match, which we'll get into here shortly, um, you're coming up against Minnesota, who they've looked decent this year. I, I can't I can't talk bad about them this year. Uh, um, Adrian Heath has really turned that club around. They're starting to come around to the Minnesota team that's going to, I think, shock a lot of people uh, going forward. Then that takes us again to SKC. We played them September 5th. Colorado, they're Colorado. Um, they're eighth right now in the standings with two wins, three losses, and one draw. Um, still better than us. And then you have, you know, as of right now, the end of phase one is against Dallas. And you've we've got to go out there and get some points. I mean, you can't think you're going to sneak into the playoffs with draws. It's not going to work. Now, granted, yeah, we've only played six matches, but it's still six matches, you know, and you have nothing to show for it. Yeah, you had a you had a hard fought match uh, in the opener against LA Galaxy. Um, then then yeah, then you had the match against LAFC, you know, but you got destroyed by SKC the second match of the season, your first road game. And now you've got to go back to SKC now and play them your second game back for the second time i didn't come out right but for the second restart i guess i'll say that Mm -hmm. um you know and it's it's on the road and we've already seen how this team looks like on the road this year and it's the same old story as it has been for the last how many years you know on the road so do you really think things are going to change against the skc no I mean, we, we could to, all be hopeful, right? Yeah, but we have to be honest at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we can't just be giving false hope to the fans because this is this is not what we're about. We might mm-hmm. come off as pessimistic, but let's be honest. What has, uh, realistically, what has the team shown, you know, uh, throughout these past matches? doesn't give you a lot of hope, you know, for positivity. And and see... In the short so, term. Uh, first, let me let me give a couple of shout outs before we go any farther. Uh, again, always thanks to Jorge tuning in. Uh, Christian, what's up? Erica, what or Eric? I didn't say Erica. I said Eric. Uh, way to go. Way up? to go, Justin. Way to go. <laughs> um, it, it was it was me using extra syllables that weren't there, uh, like my eastern self, northeastern self. Uh, I mean, so. yeah, let's 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 pin <laughs> the blame on Delaware on this one. Oh, come on. Use use guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, look, you know, and we've, I don't want to say beef cause beef's the wrong word, but you know, we've had issues with another podcaster in the past because we were, you know, the pessimistic ones. Look, it's cool on whatever side of the fence you want to be. If you want to be the more optimistic ones, the more middle of the road one or pessimistic. Great. Cool. Everybody has their own, their own feels about this team. But I think together as a whole, all of us combined. So you got keeping tabs. You've got us. You've got Quattro Quattro Dos. You've got Generation Orange. I know I'm missing one. Uh, um, um, keeping tabs, Quattro Quattro Dos. Uh, you've got yeah, Gen Orange. Gen- um, us. Uh, um, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, if- we we all have our own flavor, which is what makes Houston podcasting group i guess you could say the dynamo podcasting group here which makes it i think the best in the country i don't care what anybody says um i'm a i'm a patter i'm a pat all of us on the back here um but it, it kind of adds that that uh what's the word i'm looking for variety um, there you go um you know to to the houston market and guess what we still all of us no matter if it's pessimistic or optimistic we still hold this club accountable 
And that uh, there are a couple things I want to hit on later in the show. But look, guys, I mean, we came out against Dallas and we drew. You know, that would have been that match was set up for you by MLS to kickstart your season and turn things around. You know, Dallas hadn't played but two games since the break. And, you know, I know, Edson, you knocked on it or you hit on it last week. You know, hey, you know, they're kind of coming in more fit than we are. We've been off a month. Yeah. Or what, like three weeks. And, you know, now they've played two matches back to back against Nashville. I mean, is this is it honestly a product of that? Or do you think this is more of a systematic issue? Systematic issue as to what? The fact that we can't win? Or? Yeah. Or do you think it is just ma- it, does it come down more to match fitness? I think with the dynamo, I think with the dyn- look, I think with the dynamo, I think this is this is an issue of getting our strikers back uh, uh, to up on top. Uh, for now, we'll have to do with Christian Ramirez. Uh, hope he can quickly get back into the groove. I I mean, nobody's gonna be, nobody's gonna hate the guy because he left the bubble because mm-hmm. his wife was giving birth. Oh like, no, it's completely would... understandable. And right now, Mauro is out with an injury. You know, so he's the only one right now that can save us. Well, except for Ronaldo Pena, but, <sighs> you know, um, yeah. but at this point, you know, we, we need Superman, right? Yep. And it's not going to, and it's not going to be from one night to the next that he's going to be like scoring goals left and right. We know his potential, but it's going to take, it's going to take a while for him to get back into his groove. And let's be mm-hmm. honest in the first half, he really didn't look that bad. Well, you no. know, with Memo, with uh, Darwin, you know, uh, with Elise, he had an, a very beautiful opportunity and a beautiful play between Darwin, between Memo and him, you know, that was saved by the, by the keeper. You know, obviously, as the second half went on and uh, um, Crystal Ramirez was losing, was, was that running out of gas. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you know, obviously it's understood because he hasn't had you know match fitness at all, you know, compared yeah. to the rest of the, of his teammates. And I was definitely surprised, you know, how well the Dynamo kept up and at times exceeded the effort that FC Dallas was putting in. Whether it was you know like that tactically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the line of five. Or it was because the Dynamo kept kept on pushing. I think that's up to the discretion of anybody that sees it. And I think that's a beautiful thing about soccer is that everybody sees the game a little a, a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think every, anybody can make valid point valid points uh, on their on their beliefs. You know, with the tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I'm trying to get at is the Dynamo didn't didn't play bad as a team. You know, just needed to put the ball into the net, which they didn't do. But the question now is: Is it enough to play like to play like they did against FC Dallas to even put a chink in the armor of these top teams that right now, including our next opponent, Sporting Kansas City? Yeah. A um, couple things, real quick. Eric says, uh, "Terrible luck for Tab uh, with what's going on his first season." Uh, Jorge, I don't believe Tab this year either. It's a get to know know you. Uh, or want you kind of season uh, as I guess what you're getting on or getting at. Um, yeah, I, I can, I can get what, what they're both saying. Um, 
I guess my expectations were are, are really high for Tab, and I don't want to say my leash is sh- short for him, but you know it is somebody of his caliber who the Dynamo have yet to have since Dom Kinnear. You know that high, I I, I could say high named coach. Like he's his name's been out there. It's been out and about in the soccer circle for years, and it's it's you know well respected. And so I guess in my mind, you know I'm. I'm expecting a lot from him this year. And I, I, I do hold him to a higher standard than, you know, Wade Barrett or, you know, uh, Wilmer Cabrera uh, or any of those guys, you know. But think about it, though. He's coming he's coming in pretty much into a team full of players that does not fit his, his views on what yeah. he wants to do. He's always been known, you know, to use the youth. And we have pretty much outside of, like, Memo, Matias Vera, like, uh, like I feel like the main guy, the main guys ha- have been, you know, players that don't have that don't have talent or or very old right now with Boney, you mm-hmm. know. Now he's starting to bring in players that are that fit his system and fit his style of play and fit fit his vision of youth, you know, which is what we wanted from from the Dynamo. Look, we appreciate Boney; he'll always be our presidente, but. <laughs> Somebody needed to realize that Boney right now at his age, he can't give you 90. He can give no. you he can give you a couple of minutes as that super sub, you know, to bring in the veteran experience, but you can't expect him to play 100% for 90 minutes. And now, the, the uh, you, acquisition, sorry, uh, the acquisition of Zah- of Zahibo, I think that fixes, you know, that little squeaky one of the squeaky wheels of this team, like I said last mm-hmm. week. So you're starting to see where Tab wants to move this team and the Dynamo first team, but it's going to mm-hmm. take a while to fully implement his vision on this team. This is not going to yeah. be from one one season to the next. But the problem is, I don't know if us as Dynamo fans, including us, you know, you and me and Josh, have the patience to wait for those results of Tab's vision to come into fruition. Now, I mean, is that... Is that, you know, so narrow-minded of us? I mean, look at where this team has been just over the last five years. I mean, they've made the playoff, what, once in the last five years? So it's one of those, you know, is it wrong for our patience to be so small? It's not. Honestly, it it is not. But at the same time, you know, we we need to realize that... At least with Tab, this is a ser- this is a serious. Uh, there's a definitive line of what the vision is going to be. Mm-hmm. I feel with with I feel with Wilmer Cabrera, it just wasn't clear. Maybe because Matt Jordan had a bigger say in 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 what they wanted, which mm-hmm. fit his core values, but didn't mm-hmm. necessarily fit a a system that wanted to uh, that the team wants to implement a certain style that they want the dynamo to be recognized with you know i was who i was talking with you know or, or actually this was when i was listening to uh todo dynamo's chat and uh, you know with uh jorge clara and victor araiza mm-hmm. you know and, me- and and they mentioned something along the lines of you know with the dynamo under wilmer cabrera it was basically you know it was basically a counterattacking team. Why? Because they didn't really have a uh, a system to uh, actually replicate what what Wilmer had 
in in 2016 with the Taurus, which is more possession based, mm-hmm. and where because the Dynamo didn't give him, I'm guessing didn't give him, you know, the players that he needed to have his system. All he had was a bunch of fast young players with Elise, with Kyoto, with Mauro. You know, he had to he had to kind of accommodate himself to that, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't it just wasn't working. Whereas with Tab, he has his system he's going to implement and he's going to mold the players that he wants around his system, whether Matt Jordan likes it or not. At least that's what um, I think. But it's going to take if, a while. If the peel was a drinking game, you'd have everybody drinking right now. Uh, Jorge, oh my God, you said the words. It's in core values, a.k.a. three buckets of fill in the blank. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I went like this. <laughs> um, But... That was, that was a good point. I don't even know how I could follow up to that. Um, you know, but the fabric of MLS is starting to change, at least from a fan's perspective, because, you know, 10, 10 years ago, you could be like, OK, you know, there's a five year plan and you'd be OK with it. Right. Kind of like how baseball was structured and kind of like the NFL through the draft, you know, or even basketball. But MLS is starting to follow more of the traditional soccer um, timeline where we want to see results from a year to year basis. It's not a, you okay, say well, that, but where's pro rel? Uh, checkmate. <laughs> I mean, you can say all you want about a year to year basis, but if there's no, if, if there is no punishment for those that, that don't give results on a year to year basis, then is it really a year to year thing? It's still, it's still a, a long-term uh, thing. Now, uh, now MLS 3.0, they come in try you know trying to make a bank like Atlanta United, you know yeah. like um, um, Inter Miami, you know bringing bringing in players that can give you results right now. Mm-hmm. But what's happening with with uh, Atlanta United right now with the fact that they've lost a couple of of players that they've they you know with uh, Joseph Martinez out for injury, uh, selling Miki Almiron. Uh, now you have Piti Martinez. How long did it take Piti Martinez to kind of get established uh, to the, to the system? You know, almost how, a, almost a year. Yeah. Now they have to bring in players like Jurgen Dam. Now they have, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. like the problem is, it's like it's 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 all Atlanta United is going to be a bunch of short term things. It's going to mm-hmm. be a huge. It's going to be a, a cycle of players that 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 will break or uh, what's the term I'm trying to use here. That are going On the to be cusp a of going to the next level. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, that are going to tear through MLS. They're gonna they're probably gonna sell them, or some of them are not gonna work, and then they have to bring in a replacement and a replacement like like that. So they're gonna have mm-hmm. to keep they're gonna have to keep on buying. Well, guess what? They can do it because of the because of the the deep pockets that Arthur Blank has. And you know mm-hmm. what? And it's bringing results. You know, whether we want mm-hmm. it, we we like it or not. Whether you like Atlanta United or not. It's bringing them results. They have, you know, their their system or their way of handling MLS can be seen in, with their trophy case. Yep. You know, whereas with the Dynamo, okay, we won the Open Cup. Great. It gave us CONCACAF Champions League. But where's the league? You know? Yep. Yeah. Um, let's let's get back to the, to the FC Dallas match real quick. So uh, go through the lineup uh, real quick. Um... Oh, what's up, David? Uh, thanks for tuning in. 
so we had Marco March uh, in net, uh, Valentin, Struna, Figueroa, Lundqvist as your, your defense, Memo, Vera, and Seren as your midfield, and Elise, Ramirez, and Kyoto, uh, or Kyoto, wow, Quintero, excuse me, uh, wow. starting up top. I saw a Q. I need glasses. Um, uh, apparently, Vero was all the talk in this match, according to... Uh, um, Well-deserved, actually. Well-deserved. Yes, according to Jorge. Edson. Honestly, like, and it no. not, I think not only that, it, it was, you know, the fact that he was that he was chosen by his teammates to be the captain for this team. I guess it goes it goes to show that his hard work, I mean, even in MLS's back, one of the standouts was Matias Vera. He was very consistent throughout, you know, the uh the three the three games at the MLS's back group stage. Uh it's a shame obviously that, you know, the line behind him, you know, didn't really give the correct performances to to kind of make his performance kind of stand out more results wise. But other than that, Matias Vera had been very consistent, you know. And, and so the the fact that now with Boney not being on the lineup, you know, he he was the one that it was chosen because of his hard work. And I'm guessing he also has some leadership skills. They decided, you know what, he's gonna he's going to be the the captain, and he backed he backed it up, you know, in the in this match. So I really I really liked his performance. Defensive line looked a little bit better. I, I I feel they looked a little bit more organized. And I think if I'm not mistaken, forgive me guys if I'm wrong, but I did not see as much of both Lundy and Zarek Valentin going up at the same time, you know, like we saw in MLS's back. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I feel like I didn't see that much uh, of, of that disorganization of trying to everybody go up in the attack and leaving uh, Struna and, uh, and uh, Minor Figueroa uh, in the back by themselves. Uh, he had 100% accuracy in the first half. That's from Christian. Um, no, from, from what I saw, he, he, they, they didn't. And maybe, maybe Tab watched enough of the highlights to realize he got burnt every single one of those games that he allowed those two to go or press up high. Did we not say that? Did we not mention yep. that? <laughs> um, one, one stat that did stand out to me was um, the total shots on goal. Uh, well, not on goal, but total shots in general, 17 to seven uh, with uh, respects to the dynamo. Um, you know, Dallas only had one shot on target all day. Uh, what do you make of that defensively was, you know, or was that, yeah, well, yeah, just really defensively. Do you have the possession stat? Um, possession, possession, possession. It is uh, 56.9 to the Dynamo, 43 to Dallas. So it really, so honestly, possession stat-wise, it really wasn't as one-sided uh, as it seemed like it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think and I think that goes to show how well, the you know, defensively they were able to limit because that means that FC Dallas did have the ball at times too, but they did not allow them to actually have a clear opportunities on goal. Now, if it was, let's say, like the Toros have it with where it's like 70 for your opponent and 30% possession, well, then that would, you know, that would mean that, well, it's because you didn't even have the ball. So um, the pressure was up on top. So that, or, or the fact, or they, FC Dallas, like, okay, you have the ball, kind of like that, but it's not. They had almost equal 
well, not really equal, but you know, it's a close statistic variation between between both uh, teams, which goes mm -hmm. to show that I think we have to give this uh, we have to give this um, positive to the uh, to the defensive uh, to the, uh, the, the to the defenders and the central defensive midfielders because mm -hmm. they were able to uh, where they were able to limit you know Reggie Cannon when he would come up uh, Barrios uh, Franco Jara and all, all of the all of the players now granted they're not they are not FC Dallas is not really they're not really calibrated at this time Mm -hmm. They have not they have not scored any goals so far. Both times they played against Nashville, zero goals. You know, yeah. so honestly, this this we have to give this also also to the you know the defense, but it also could have been uh, aided by the fact that right now they are not accurate at all. But the fact that they're just just seven shots, right? Mm -hmm. Total shots, yep. right? Total shots, and. One on target. Yeah. Well, then th that means that they weren't, that the defense did not allow FC Dallas to get into a pristine opportunity to take a clear shot at goal, which is, which is good. But like I said, can you repeat that with a, with an F uh, with an SKC? Yeah. Uh, the question that's coming up in the chat and uh, Josh needed um, confirmation. Cause I honestly, I'm, I'm not sure, but I would also think so too. Um, he was wondering if, the two new players will be available for the next match. No, 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 I, no. not for no? this match. This, they have for, to quarantine. They have to quarantine. It hasn't been 14 days yet. No, I mean for the SKC match. That's fine. No, it's hmm. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. It is tomorrow. My days are all running together. So the following match, which would be what is that? September, I think, like second, is the next match. Um, Probably. Yeah, I get Minnesota. So, I guess we'll find out when the lineups come up. But I yeah I guess I guess it hasn't been 14 days yet. So uh, Josh said uh, we got lucky that FC or that Frisco didn't score when Memo lost his man. Um, on a total side note, uh, with that uh, Memo did uh, to the eye test uh, look like he had a pretty decent first half. Um, he had what? What did I say? He had seven shots. Seven on goal? shots on goal. Yeah. No, well, seven, seven shots. Seven in shots, two one goal. Um I, I'm telling you, Memo is going to be the star of this team uh as soon as soon as we get rid of Monotas. Um I, I I don't see how that's not possible. So question to you guys in the chat. What did y'all think in the second half when they sub out Christian Ramirez and they put Albert Elizas and I? I'm I'm trying to think about that. I honestly, to me, to me, we we lose. I feel like we lose a lot more when you don't have him out on the wing. Mm -hmm. This is a, I feel like this is an opportunity to. Uh, I don't know. Like you know, Jorge says he hates it. <laughs> I don't. Um. Like I said, I feel like we lose a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, when when you don't have him out on the wing. I mean, granted, Albert Elise really is, you know, we continue to say he's pretty much a one-trick pony. You know, and when you don't give him open spaces, you know, he really won't do a lot, you know, to you, yeah. uh, to your opponent. Uh, what I am kind of 
critical about is when you have an opportunity to make five substitutions and you only make one, especially when you have a game with a quick turnaround uh, against SKC, what, three days later? And you you make your you make your pretty much your starters play ninety you know ninety plus minutes. I really didn't really like that. I I I know uh, Jesus Acevedo and and Federico of Todo Dynamo. They asked him in their respective languages uh, about that, and mm. I know Tab Ramos told um, told Jesus uh, about that about the substitutions, and he said that. Pretty much, he felt that the team was doing well and didn't want to uh, disrupt it by making substitutions. He said he did ask uh, Darwin Seren and Memo Rodriguez, you know, because he felt like those two were kind of getting a little bit tired. But they kind they told the they told them, hey, you know, we'll be fine. Um, you know, we'll 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 be able to end end the game. So that's why he didn't make the substitutions. And I mean, he knew for sure Christian Ramirez needed to be subbed out, and that's why he he brought in. Um, who, who did you bring in again uh, in that? For Christian Ramirez? Yes. Tomas Martinez. Tomas Martinez. Yeah. But other, but other than that, you know, he, he didn't want to change anything at all uh, about it. But it's like, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, I just don't like that. I just, I just, don't, I just don't like that. A uh, couple things real quick. Eric said, I didn't watch the game. Is that a statement on my commitment? Not no. at all. Um, especially because it's not like you missed a win. Now, if it was us beating the hell out of Frisco and beating them 3 nothing, then I'd probably question you. But you really didn't miss much. Uh, Christian says, I agree with uh, Edson 100%. He can't play as a 9. Jorge, no, he can't hold the ball. And damn sure can't finish. But uh, look, here's, one, here's, really, another th- here's another thing about that as well. Here's another thing about that as well. Mm-hmm. When you're number nine, you have to know how to create space without the ball. And there were multiple times where Zarek Valentin made the cross at a dangerous area and Albert Elise was not able to get past his mark or the or Albert Elise was not in 100 percent in sync with uh, with the crossers. So. He wasn't. He wasn't able to read where the ball was going to be at, and I felt those are all wasted. Wasted opportunities that you you cannot you cannot have right now. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Albert Elise, as much as Tab says, well, he has played there before. He likes playing there because he did say that in press conference. Uh, he's not a true number nine. You, can't, I, I feel like we can't. Given the circumstances, okay, I understand. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of trust in Peña right now either. So that could be another thing. You know, but once you have Mauro, once you have Michael Salazar back, I don't think we'll be seeing the, the, this kind of um, what's the word uh, I'm looking for? Doing things on the f- on the fly, you know, just to just to fill in a, a, a position. Um, so that that is that is my take on on Albert Elise uh, as as a nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't lie, guys. I didn't watch it either. I was watching um, playoff hockey. My, it was a, it was a winner go home, or not a winner go home. It was a win in advance for for my flyer. So, I, I kind of had to watch that one. It just sucked. It all that was on at the same time. I did go back and watch the highlights and do a little research on that show. I'm not totally talking blind. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, <clears throat> but uh, Josh is on daddy duty again. He's currently feeding a baby. So, but props to him because he could talk shit and feed a baby at the same time. <laughs> so I actually asked uh, Christian Ramirez uh, in the press conference in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, I asked him about, you know, playing against a line of five, uh, a team like Dallas. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of like a whole techni technical thing, you know, uh, if anybody's interested. But basically what he said was that... Uh, where is I thought I saw it here. Basically, uh, he said it's very difficult. It's very difficult to find uh, space uh, with um, within because FC Dallas would bring in their their three uh, center backs in, into the box, and that would and that would make it difficult, you know, to be able to to find uh, space. Uh, he says the strange thing was uh, about Dallas. Um, when the ball would land on Darwin or Albert, the three center backs would come back to defend. Uh, they they would uh, come in deep, and there was not a lot of space to find passes, uh, and that was what we we lack today. Uh, we know that players like Memo uh, have been taking shots from outside the box to try to open up this defense. For next time, uh, we should know how how we should move the ball more quickly. Uh, uh, from one place to the next to try to open up the spaces, and you know we saw that with that with that play uh, where Christian Ramirez had that shot that was saved. You know mm -hmm. that quick passing, that one-two passing, you know opened up the defense. But they needed to be a lot. They need to use that a lot more. You know when you're playing against the line uh, a line of five, and uh, hope you know hopefully that is, that is a lesson learned. But I feel like they need they needed to use that a lot more. If they wanted to, it seemed like at times they tried to spam crossing, you know, uh, in, in the in in this game, especially when Albert was the nine. Mm -hmm. Well, um, is there anything else you really want to cover about this match? I mean, it's not only like we have goals to talk about. So, um, I mean, in I mean, <laughs> on the pitch stuff, uh, honestly, okay. Number one, I don't like the. Uh, the background noise coming off of the stadium speakers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand what it's there for, but I, maybe it was probably also the broadcast quality, which we'll talk about later on. But it just, mm. didn't, it just didn't seem uh, right for me. It just yeah. felt off. Uh, but other than that, you know, I think that's pretty much it that we, that we can talk about. We're, real quick, I, not, not to dive too deep into the broadcast issues because I have a rant that I need to go on about that. Um, but did anybody else in the broadcast, cause I, I did catch a bit of that, um, especially towards the end, who was screaming, let's go dynamo. Cause you could tell it was from outside the stadium, but it was loud enough to echo, echo in the concourse and you could hear it on the, on the pitch. Well, I know that, uh, that I think EB, uh, well, some members of the hustle town supporters were outside the stadium. Were they? Yeah. Because I know they, I know El Batallon did uh, post. Props to them. Uh, they did post some <laughs> pictures from outside the stadium. Nice. Um, rant time. Um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Before we get to the SKC match, I, I am going to go into a rant. So you know, the Dynamo had recently signed that deal with um, Quest. Was it Tegna? Well, yes, Tegna T or Tegna Network, which owns Quest, um, KHOU. Um, and I want to say they own a couple of the other smaller ones. 
But can I just talk about how absolutely shitty that broadcast was? Unless you have an antenna, you're not getting HD quality. And it has to be an HD antenna. Just yes, it, it has to be an HD antenna. Okay, so anybody who has Xfinity, Dish, DirecTV that tuned in either on 1095 or, or 1055 or channel 55 had ex- extremely shitty quality. Look, this is 2020. How the hell am I watching an MLS soccer game in barely 480? Okay, I mean, it was probably 720, but regardless. It wasn't it even was 720 at, uh, uh, on it was, Xfinity, let's be honest. It was absolute dog shit. And honestly, I don't care if I hear anything back from the club about this because, look, you have fans that are your diehards that are dying to get in to see a game. okay? and obviously we can't because of covid. But how horrible is that for you to essentially degrade your fan base by allowing a broadcast company to do that to you? You know, it, it it's it's unacceptable. It really is. I mean, you have LAFC who signs a deal with YouTube TV um, and they get their stuff in 1080p. You have all these other net or, you know, local networks, Fox, whatever, for all these other teams. They at least get it in 720. So, Jorge, But the Dynamo are going to allow that to happen? Jorge says that on the antenna it was 720, not even 1080. HD. Regardless, 720 is still better than what everybody else got unless they no, had an but, antenna. But I think what I'm trying to, what I was trying to say is 720 isn't even considered HD anymore. Uh you're right. I guess that is considered standard def. Yeah. But like, you know, I was watching it on because I could see uh the downstairs TV here while I was also watching the Flyers game, so I could see both. But I looked down, I'm like what the hell are they watching? It was the old school like letterbox because the TV stretched it out. Yeah. Or the cable box stretched it out. How, how are you even supposed to tell who the players are? We're in 2020. You should be able to read the numbers and the letters on the back of these jerseys. And the Dynamo didn't even allow that to happen. It's, it's, embar- and, it's, it's also embarrassing that we can transmit these shows at 1080p, 60 frames per second on YouTube. Mm-hmm. with. When you tweeted that, I about spit up my beer. You know, and those companies with a lot more money uh, to to spend uh, on the on their infrastructure can't even churn out uh, HD on Xfinity. Like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, so here's here's my issue. It was even broadcasted on Quest TV's HD channel and it still wasn't in HD. mm -hmm. So and look, I. I know it's not the broadcasting side's not the Dynamo's fault, but what is the Dynamo's fault is allowing that to happen. I mean, you should probably have a say in, okay, well, here's the quality you're going to be getting. Now, whether Tegna screwed that up or what, you also had a long time to figure that out. Matter of fact, that deal was signed when? Beginning of July Mm -hmm. or end of June? You had a few months to figure it out before the first home game here after the uh, after MLS's back tournament. So it's it, it's just a disservice to the fan base and it just falls in line with everything else that this franchise has done to alienate its fan base and that that that's my rant. I'm just it's it's literally one thing after another with this club and it's getting a little ridiculous. And it's the small things that are going to start stacking up that make for a bigger issue. Look at this uh, at this point let's be honest like even RGV having a local broadcast uh, 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 agreement 
they still allow the ESPN Plus uh, broadcast. To, they don't black it out in the Rio Grande Valley. They don't black out that broadcast. Well, I don't that underst- I think I don't understand. That's an MLS thing. That's MLS as a whole. So MLS, like a lot of the other major league teams across sports here in the U.S., uh, they will block out black out streaming services or packages um, in their local local markets. So like back home. If I had NFL ticket, I can't watch the Eagles in Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and parts of Maryland because it's on local te- TV there. Um, if the game's on ESPN, I I can stream it as long as it's on ESPN local. So, like, I'd be able to stream the uh, Monday Night Football games there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also like that in baseball. With my MLB package, uh, yeah, I'm one of those people. I pay for all this stuff because I can't watch it locally here. So probably a lot, a lot of unnecessary spending, but I'm not going to miss my teams. Um, but even with the MLB package, I can't watch the Phillies on MLB.tv there because it's on local TV there. So that is cool that USL allows that, but MLS is in the, in the same boat as all the other major league um, leagues here in the U.S. where if you're in the local network, you're not going to be able to stream it. Yeah, it's gonna have to be on TV, in the local local uh, viewing area. Then would, so unfortunately, that sucks. Wouldn't this also be we'd have, or obviously we can't look at it, but wouldn't the Dynamo then have to remember or see what the what the agreement with uh, Techna was and see if they specify? Because if they specify HD quality stuff, and they're not uh, fulfilling that, then that's where the Dynamo's lawyers need to come into effect. You fix this for next time, or we are uh, we are um, rescinding this contract. I would love to see the contract, and I, I doubt it is public knowledge. Um, but I would I would think because of how far advanced we are in technology, that standard def wouldn't even be a thing, especially when it comes to a major league sports franchise. Yeah. The Dynamo need to remember they still have that title as a major league sports franchise. It'd be different if this was USL one or USL two. It's not. It is an MLS sports or an MLS franchise. It should at least be in 720 on an HD channel or at least in 1080p. And it wasn't unless it was over the air. Now, granted, I can't speak what was on Dish or DirecTV, but I would almost venture to say that it was the same exact quality on those two. So, um, Josh says bottom of the barrel for a bottom or bottom of the barrel channel for a bottom of the barrel team. Look, and you know what's funny? We all bitched about Cube Fifty Seven, and look what we got. So, it's another one of those things where be careful what you wish for. It kind of goes into play. Yeah. <laughs> Josh says I have a fix. Don't sign with some cheap ass channel. No one's ever heard of. <laughs> um, all right, let me let me close the the book on that one. We're we're actually flying through today's show. Um, seven twenty. Jorge did Google what HD resolution is. Seven twenty p, known as HD, is a display resolution measuring uh, twelve eighty by seven twenty. Sometimes see pixels of resolution of nine twenty by ten eighty. Also called HD, but it's more officially referred to full HD or 1080p. So, yeah, it's just I know that YouTube doesn't consider uh, 720p HD anymore. No. And see, that's another thing that sucks. Like, if you have YouTube TV, guess what team you're getting all the time? LAFC. 
Mm-hmm. So, and guess what? It's still also on ESPN. Mm-hmm. ESPN Plus. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's it's ridiculous, and God, I hope they... Look, even, they Atlanta, even Atlanta United, because I was watching the their stream on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Their stream on ESPN Plus for Atlanta United is the stream that their local Fox Sports channel broadcasts. Like, even with their logo that and is... everything. Why are you cheaping out with these, like Josh said, cheap-ass channel that nobody knows when you have... What's the channel that, that, that broadcasts uh, the Astros? Uh, AT&T, but there has been a long standing battle and i don't know if it ever got cleared up but there was for a while you couldn't get at&t on either xfinity or dish it might be dish do we have a um, spot uh, a regional fox sports uh channel uh, we we do and actually the only time they really put anything on there is either high school football or when the rodeo comes around you can watch all the rodeo stuff on it i mean that could be a gateway for them into the houston market <laughs> right but dynamo um, don't see that they try, they go no. the cheap route, and so we get cheap quality. So yeah, <laughs> thanks to Root Sports. Yeah, Root Sports is the one that screwed that up for the Astros, and I think, I think that's what kind of left the Dynamo kind of like I don't know if I want to be a part of that because you know uh, the Dynamo who were struggling to get a fan base out there anyway. Why would you want to limit yourself to okay? Well, now you can only broadcast on Directv. Mm-hmm. You know, so it used to be on FSN. Yeah, so. That's where that is. Now, it is going to take us to our next S- or our next match, and that is against SKC. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't skip past this, and don't think I was going to forget about this, Edson. Um, in case you guys didn't know, Josh and I did pick the right result. I, you know, you do realize line. that I have control over the stream, right? And I can end <laughs> this at any time I want. Hey, you got to be a team player. So, in case people were... I have just muted you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Um, in case people were unaware, uh, we did make a bet last week that the person with the wrong result has to wear the FC Dallas shirt. So I will be meeting up with Edson at some point this week, giving him the FC Dallas shirt. He has to wear it on the next next show. So congratulations, you suck. <laughs> it's okay, just take the L. Look, you got forgiven for one which we're not going to talk about off there. Um, so you, you got one bet forgiven. So now this one, you've got to, you've got to, you got to honor it. <laughs> I hate you so much right now at this point. Why you got to do this to me? Oh man. Don't worry. Transparent Josh and I have both had to wear it. Ah, I, I no. Damn it. Damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Damn. I accidentally, uh, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? NDI, NDI, NDI. There we go. Not existing. All right. You are back. I, oh. I had put a, a, I was trying to put a dunce cap uh, picture over me, but it wasn't a transparent background. And when I tried to delete it, um, when I tried to delete it, uh, it deleted uh, your uh, Skype thing. Oh, but too bad. Continue. It's still funny. All right, so that will take us to this week's show. Uh, there's no bet on this or this week's match, excuse me, which would be um, uh, tomorrow, August 25th against SKC in Kansas City. Um, I don't know if you guys have short-term memory 
or or what sometimes it pays to to be a dynamo fan to have short-term memory um but the last match that we played before mls is back before the covid break last time was in skc not that i want to open up all wounds but we did lose that match for nothing um it was an absolute shit show i forgot we were grilling or doing something over here and we watched that and i think we ended up turning it off um but uh yeah so currently right now on the season dynamo uh two wins four losses no draws uh negative five on goal difference last on the western conference table um road record two losses two draws granted uh they were also on um an mls's back tournament technically technically um they were on the road that matches like i said tuesday august 25th uh 7 30 on quest tv quest texas um we're taking on skc they're first right now in the west five wins one loss zero draws um and they could, what do you make of this, Edson? I mean, 43 matches. The Dynamo have a record of 16 wins, 13 losses, and 14 draws. I think it's going to be another... I think it, it probably won't be a beatdown like last time, but I think it's going to be another L. Cause what's, yeah, I mean, look, SKC's on a roll. Um, they still are the best team in the West, uh, regardless of what Portland did in the MLS's back tournament. Um, but after seeing, seeing the stats and everything from the Dallas match, seeing how the MLS's back tournament went, um, I don't know. Like I, I want to be optimistic about this team, but it's, it's, it's hard, dude. Like I don't, I definitely don't see a win out of this team against SKC and it would be a draw at best, but honestly, I don't think it's going to be a blowout again. I think Tab learns from his mistakes. And I do say, you know, I think the Dynamo could come out of there without getting a beat down. How about that? Yeah, I think so, too. Probably like a 2-1 loss. Um, let me go back. When you look at, so you look at Sporting Kansas City, their stats against uh, Minnesota United. Uh, they went up to Alliance Field in Minnesota. They won 2-1. to one. Um, SKC had 11 shots, four of them on target, uh, 41% possession, passing accuracy of 78%. And the goals were scored, um, by, uh, Kinda, Gary Kinda, uh, and then an own goal by Michael Boxel. And, uh, Minnesota's goal was an own goal by J- uh, Jalen Lindsay. Mm-hmm. But they are right now, if you look at the Western Conference standings, why is it still uh so in Google it still shows the MLS's back groups. Yeah. Seems legit. <laughs> um but I think they were up on top with what was it like ten points or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um so actually I have the standings right here and I don't know why I'm looking at it. Uh right now they have fifteen points. Okay, fifteen points. Yep. Uh right now they're also scoring uh two point five um points per per match as well. So I, I honestly don't know. And I mean, the Dynamo have a huge hole to dig themselves out of. Um, even if they win, uh, they would still need. They could, in reality, jump to, I think, tied for ninth. No, I would put them as seven points, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven points. Depends what Vancouver does. But if uh, they can get seven points, they could be in the eight to ten 
range in the Western Conference right now. Um, Josh wants to point out the NYCFC is the other winless team in this league, which I absolutely love, by the way. Um, and they're currently uh, one nothing right now against the crew. Um, but, you know, and and here's here's my thing. Like, it's it's hard to get amped up about this club right now. And I think that's part of the reason why sometimes when we do these shows as of recently, it's kind of just down and out. And I think it's just because the way this team is playing. And like I said, I don't I don't put this on tab. I put it on the team. I put it on the front office more than anybody else. So. You know, that's that's just me. Uh, Edson, real quick, because, wow, we flew through this show. Uh, you want to give us your Torres Torres minute? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, why must you talk make... about another talk about another franchise that uh, really grinds your gears? Uh, I don't want to say grinds my gears because I'm willingly putting myself up to this torture. Let's just leave it like that. Uh, As is every Dynamo fan. Um, but so the Toros played against Austin Bold last Saturday, lost three to two. First half was a complete shit show. Um, but they were losing two to two to zero, but it was just silly mistakes that really grinded my gear so bad that I had to rant on Twitter like at halftime. Yeah. You were you were going off a little bit this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely was. I wasn't gonna put the filter on this time. I just, <laughs> I just, I just gave my pure, unadulterated thoughts on the performances. Um, it seemed like they fixed a couple of things in the second half, you know, but they got scored on again, and uh, the Toros scored two goals. The first time this whole 2020 season where they scored more than one goal in a match. Um, but at the end, it was at the end. They tried to get the equalizer, but it wasn't enough. Another loss, another game, another another team that is winless this season with the Toros. And more, I think more. The interesting part about it is that Coach Echeverry was not on the sideline this week. Um, he was suspended by the USL uh, for a violation of the uh, USL's return to play protocols. Um, no detail, no further details were given, uh, about that. So they had the, um, assistant coach out on the sidelines and on the press conference, <laughs> the assistant coach was pretty blunt about it. He says, he told the players at halftime, sometimes it feels, uh, that we're come going into these fights. You know, we're going in with knives to gunfights and expecting, uh, different results to happen each time. Isn't that the uh, definition of uh... insanity? Yep. Yeah. It, it's both. It, it, so. Um... So we'll be talk. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, <laughs> well, it kind of depends on what uh, Tropical Storm Laura does if it comes here uh, or anything I... like that. But uh, we should be if everything goes right, we should be having a uh, the 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 show Wednesday at seven at seven p.m. Uh, Jacob, Ray, and I will be talking about that. We'll be talking about the upcoming uh, uh, South Texas Derby match that will be, that will take place this Friday at 8 p.m. and will be broadcasted on ESPN Deportes. Nice. So. Um, 
I, I think we're going to be all right with this storm. I think a lot of it's going to be tracking to the east, and it's going to follow the Texas-Louisiana border. We are going to get rain. That's that's the last I saw, but I don't think we're going to have anything to really worry about here. Knock on wood. Um, Josh brings up a good point. Who's going to win the first game of the season, Toros or Dynamo? Dynamo. Who's going to grab the first win? Dynamo. Let's be honest. Ouch. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Look at, if um, you look, and check out the show. If we do have it on Wednesday, check it out, guys. We will, we will be talking about that. How horrible Kyle Adams def- defended that, that, uh, that second goal. Carter Manley, how bad he defended that first goal. Uh, we'll be talking all, all, all about that. And, and, the, and also, because if it's not one end, like the attack, not scoring goals, it's the defense with the brain farts. And the worst part is it's, suppo- it's supp- the players that are making these mistakes are supposed to be the more experienced players. Castellanos playing his lights out, but when you've got only one player, you know, playing with heart, playing with passion, you know, uh, that's not enough to carry a team. Let's be honest. Um, couple things real quick. Josh says, does that make us fans insane for rooting for the Dynamo and RGV? <laughs> um, Eric wants to know if Bolt fans could check out the show too. Definitely. I don't. Yeah, I don't see why have, that would. Harry that would be is an a issue. San Antonio fan, and he's always tuning into the Down in the Valley channel. He just he tunes in just to talk shit to you. Eh, I mean, that's the way. Let's, we t- let's be honest. I mean, that's look. <laughs> let let's be on, look. Let's be honest. That's the way we we carry e- each other. In fact, I was invited to his sh- uh, pregame show on Friday uh, once again. So you know. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, guys, uh, we're gonna be signing off here in the next few minutes. Um, if you do have predictions to get in, I did get Eric's. So Christian, if uh, if you're still on, let me uh, move this up. Jorge, David, if you're still on, um, y'all got predictions for this mm-hmm. match. Go ahead and shoot them in the chat, and then I will. Uh, uh, Michael Reyes, F S or <laughs> F San Antonio. What's up, Mike? Oh, uh, Eric, uh, if you're looking, I don't know if you got <laughs> Eric. I don't know if you checked out. <laughs> Eric DITV is blacked out in Austin. I will have I will have to say though I'm glad I'm glad that the Austin commentators a couple weeks ago gave a shout out on the show, uh, on the on the game broadcast to our show. Um, but That's awesome. Eric, what I was gonna say is if you're looking for a Austin Bold uh, uh, podcast, check out the, the my our friends uh, well from the Down in the Valley uh, uh, show our friends. Uh, from the Three Birds Boldcast, they talk about they talk about Austin Bold. So if you haven't checked them out, uh, uh, be sure to, be sure to do so if you want some more uh, Austin Bold stuff uh, to to listen to. Hey Jorge, is that two nothing Dynamo or two nothing SKC? Um, you know what I didn't check? It, they're not doing fantasy still this year, are they? Because we did have the league. I think I you know the league that you still yet to. You know the league that you uh, didn't set up anything for. I'm trolling you, Edson. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm too busy for that. SKC. All right. So two one SKC. Jorge. Um, if you are in the Dynamo or in our um, fantasy league, I didn't realize it started back up. But remember, we do have the Peel Fantasy League. Um, it is locked in, so I can't have anybody added. Um, but let me go back to my legs. 
go here. So Jorge says two zero Houston. Two zero Houston. Okay. Um, two zero Houston. Um, but if you were in our fantasy league, be sure to make sure you set your lineups uh, before tomorrow's match. Um, Edson is currently in seventh. Somehow he got a uh, draw. That's probably from last week. Um, but uh, be sure to set your lineups. And uh, yeah, it's, that's all I got. So, uh, oh. Let's see. Jorge says 3 nothing Dynamo now. So. No, it. Or 2 nothing. Yeah. So Josh says 3 0 ASKC wins. Bold prediction. Tab Ramos says he's impressed with the team in press conference after the beatdown. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, I'm going to get this uploaded tonight uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, for tomorrow, get yourself ready for the match. Don't um, forget to leave a like. Yeah. Uh, I do got to do my show reads. Let's forget that. Uh, don't forget to have like or hit that like and subscribe button below. If you're listening to the podcast, hit that like button and follow follow us on all our hosting sites. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, also, tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter uh, templates from Nike and Adidas? I know I am. They suck. Um, looking for a unique completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Uh, let them help you with your design uh, your, of your new custom kit today at Icarus.com. Um, in case you didn't see the Surge's new jerseys, which should be heading our way here soon, um, was a product of Icarus FC. Uh, I can't wait to put it on. I can't wait to rep it on the show. Um, also, thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarfs, official scarf suppliers of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarf for your group or team at roughneckscarfs.com. Um, <laughs> we're hey, tired of the same old cookie cutter dynamo team. <laughs> Wait, Tab is doing a Bill O'Brien in reference to Josh's comment. That, that's funny. Um, so, real, it, real quick, at least yeah, it's go not. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, at least it's not the Andy Reid quote that I, you know, heard in my nightmares for years. Uh, I just got to put my team in a better position to win. Seems to wow. Yeah, I mean, that was that was his thing. <laughs> so, go ahead. So, just a quick update uh, on the NW, on the Houston Dash. The Houston Dash are back to training at, uh, at, at HSP. And there are talks. Apparently, there is uh, a, very val- a very reputable NWSL reporter mentioned that they are in really close talks to finalizing a schedule to come back to playing in the fall. Nice. So we shall see more. We shall see the Houston Dash back in action before 2020 ends. And I'm really stoked for that. <clears throat> Me too. Um, Minotas will score a goal tomorrow per Michael Reyes. Um, that'd be badass. Uh, I want to see Memo score too. Oh, M- uh, Memo, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's going to do it for us. Um, uh, for Josh, who is probably holding a milk drunk baby and being a pretty awesome dad. Um, that's going to do it for us. I'm Justin. I'm Edson. The Peel, Forever Orange. We're out of here. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Later.